Thank you for joining us. It is Hank and Walter on Worcester. I'm Hank Stoltz. He's Walter Bird, editor of Worcester Magazine. And this is a co-production of News and Talk Radio, AM 830 WCRN and Worcester Magazine. And today we're reacting to the violence in Orlando, the shooting in Orlando. And we are speaking with John Trobah. And John, you are a former president of Worcester Pride and you're a community activist in the, in the gay community as well. I guess I would I would say, why don't we begin with somewhere where the three of us were, and that was Sunday night here in the city of Worcester. You organized a vigil in the wake of what we were, for me, what we were waking up to on mm-hmm. Sunday morning and tuning into throughout the day, and that was the, the shooting in Orlando. We have a lot more information now than we did on Sunday night, but right. bring us back to Sunday as you began to organize that vigil and people coming together on Sunday night in Worcester. Yeah, thanks, and thanks for having me on. You know, uh, Sunday morning when I learned about um, the shooting, I, I felt like we needed to do something. We needed to come together as a community and at least show each other support. Um, there was a, a, there was some concern amongst um, the folks in the community that we wouldn't have enough people because um, Boston Pride was still occurring. Um, but, you know, it was my strong conviction that we needed to get together as a group, and it needed to be in the MB. And I, I feel like the MB was a real strong statement of of defiance against um, this kind of terrorism, this kind of hate, especially. You know, uh, the gay clubs have historically been a gathering place um, for gay people, and the MB is the last of its kind in Worcester. I think uh, Hank, we were both there Sunday night. I believe you went. I saw you. Yeah. Um, and it really was, um, you know, kind of, it really was remarkable, actually. I thought yeah. the words that were said, I thought uh, the thoughts that were expressed um, were really uh, very poignant. Um, there was no, you know, us against them. There was no, we got to do this, we got to blame somebody. The blame started happening right away in other pockets. But uh, this was just a really nice, uh, people were scared. Yeah. yeah. I sense that even just being there. I want to just ask you, you ever been scared as a gay man that you're going to be hurt? Absolutely. From about sixth grade. Really? Yeah. Did you ever get hurt because you were gay? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, people would pick on me in, in school. Um, I was able to fight, so I didn't get as much as my friends who were not able to fight. Um, by eighth grade, I was known as a fighter. <laughs> And um, nobody messed with me after that. Um, but, but you know, it, 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 it's interesting that you bring that up. You know, a lot of, of my straight friends are like, you know, wow, this is really shocking. I didn't think something like this would happen. But as a gay man who grew up in the 80s um, and was a young man in the 90s, um, it, it actually is part of being out, is being at risk. One of the things that I wanted to ask, uh, and Hank, I know you want to ask another question too, but I, I, I thought about putting this on Facebook last night, and I wasn't sure how it, it was going to go over. One of the, we talk about this society, but we don't want to label anybody. Nobody wants to put labels on people. But in the aftermath of this, it's not really labeling. It, we're talking about gay people that were singled out and gay people that were attacked. So is it okay, I guess, to use the label, you know, the gay community? I mean, this is not, a, a certain community that was attacked. Yeah, not only is it okay, it's important. Okay. So if you say that, you know, um, humans were impacted on 9-11, that's not very helpful, right? 
That's right. It's yeah. not very helpful. And it's not very helpful to say that, um, you know, Americans were, were impacted. Of course they were Americans. Of course they were humans. But it was specifically because they were gay, or at least because they were supportive of gay people and were at a gay club, that they were targeted. There's no question. Yeah, well, this individual, Mateen, I mean, he uh, he was everything all rolled up into one. Yeah. I mean, uh, swear allegiance to ISIS, I hate gays. A security guard who worked for him said he didn't like black people. His ex-wife talks about he beat her, so he, he didn't like women. I mean, he, he's the total package rolled into one. You name it, if there was a group that he could that he could hate, and it seems as if there might be now we're learning maybe some self-loathing going on there as well. He was struggling with perhaps his own sexual identity. He was struggling with being, uh, you know, and perhaps also uh, there is some indication where people say that he was struggling with being a second generation Muslim in America mm-hmm. and what that meant was he, he mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, you know, he was, he wasn't, uh, you know, Muslim enough for his Muslim friends. He wasn't right. American. I mean, all of that seems to have gone into it. Having having said all of that, I mean, it was a terrorist attack on, on America. So is the gay community, do you feel that there is, are you, is it being looked at? Even from what you just said, John, is making me think of this out loud. Unfortunately, I, I apologize. I don't have it very clearly yeah. thought out here. But is it, is it being thought about in the LGBT community as here's another attack on the gay community, whereas I'm reacting to it as here's a, a, another attack. Here's an attack on America, the worst you know terrorist attack we've had since 9/11. Are we seeing it differently just because of our sexual orientation? I don't think it's different. I think that we see it absolutely another attack on the gay community, but it is also attack on 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 America. I mean, so it's both. It's like you know the fact that he's a terrorist and. Um, it was a terror act and a hate crime at the same time. You can be both. You can have both. And, and in this case, it was. You know, the guy was, was clearly disturbed in a variety of ways. Um, you know, we don't know whether he was at the bar in the past because he was scoping out the joint or whether the reports that have, I've heard about mm-hmm. Are true that he's had like apps, uh, you know, gay, gay dating apps and that sort of thing, but it doesn't. I mean, it it matters in the sense that um, internalized homophobia matters. Um, when we teach people to hate gay people, that means we're teaching our kids to hate themselves when they become gay or when they realize that they're gay, and that's really the problem. That's really the problem. I, I just want to say that having done uh, the morning radio show uh, this week, it, it's been, I don't know what the right word is, interesting, I mean, but it's been a different tone as people have called in. Mm. And, you know, I've done this uh, for a long time where we've had people call in on a lot of different issues, whether it is, you know, gay marriage, whether it's, uh, you know, gender equality bill that we have just been uh, been talking about. I mean, has been a big one. You know, the so-called bathroom bill has certainly been a big one. People this week, when they have called in, of course, I mean, you know, the condemnation of somebody who would go to a club and, you know, here are people who are in America, and this is what America is all about, and they are free to be who they want to be, and they're expressing themselves. Even even I would dare say, you know, Donald Trump talking about, hey, these are people, you know, these are, are Americans who were there, who were living their, their lives. 
it's been a different tone this week than what we usually kind of go back and forth on when yeah. people are calling in. And really, you know, many people who might have been the most vehement against, I am, you know, very concerned about what, uh, you know, this bill would be or what America, you know, would be like if, if, if we have uh, gay marriage. Hank, don't you understand? It's Adam and Eve. It's not, you know, right. Adam and Steve have been very much calling in this week and saying, I, you know, this is a horrible, horrible attack uh, against a group of people who don't deserve to have that kind of violence against them. Yeah, I think everybody can feel the impact. I mean, you know, he could have chosen another club for sure, and that's very apparent to everyone. I think it doubly impacts the gay community, but I think it impacts everyone. And, and that's why I say before, you know, it's not just an attack on Americans, it's an attack on, on gay Americans. And for sure, he could have chosen another another venue to attack. Hank, actually, Steve was actually hiding in the garden. Mm. He didn't want to come out yet. They hadn't really gotten into that. So, you know, he, he was hiding. Steve was there. Yeah. You know, Hank hit on something, and, and, and I wanted to ask you directly. So, do He you didn't say, hit on me. What's that? Not me. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> no, not you. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> We're going right down now. Um, Hank, had, had, no, he did not hit on you. Oh, and I got it. See, I, it took me a while. Like, it took me a while to, to catch that joke. <laughs> Hank had hit on something, not someone. Um, and I wanted to ask you, John, do you sense a difference? Have you have you had people come up to you? Have you talked? Do you sense yeah. a difference? I, I feel the same way Hank does. Even people uh, who might have ideas about gay marriage or anything like that, they were really up, they were outraged by this yeah. because at the end of the day, we are all Americans. We are, and not only are we all Americans, we're all, I don't want to get hokey, but we are all brothers and sisters. Absolutely. We are all the same, really. Yeah. What you like and what I like doesn't really matter. Um, so, but have you sensed that? Have you sensed a, a greater compassion? Yeah, absolutely. Even like in the hallways at work and, and, and walking down the street, people who, don't know me very well, um, still, you know, want to give a hug and, and, and that's really, really nice. I think that, um, I, you know, I think that, that for a lot of straight people, um, it's sort of a shock because they thought that, that sort of homophobia was over. Um, but if you're gay or in the, in the LGBTQ community, you know, it's not. Um, so I think it's eye-opening for a lot of people. But, you know, I mean, anytime you have a tragedy of this magnitude, it's going to be a somber occasion. And especially if you know it was targeted at someone who looks like or who um, is similar to you or to someone you know, then you'll reach out to them. And I think that's that's appropriate. We had talked um, before we started rolling here, um, but we were talking about donating blood. Yep. And I want to switch gears a little bit, uh, if we can, uh, because that's uh, a big issue, something that you're yeah. very passionate about. Absolutely. Uh, tell us right now what what the, uh, what the laws are. What the, well, I don't know if it's the laws or if it's just rules. It's the rules. It's yeah. the rules uh, by the FDA. Yeah. Tell us what those rules are when it comes to um, a gay man uh, donating blood. Right. So right now, the FDA has a one-year waiting period. It was up until this last year, up until 2015, that you couldn't give blood at all if you had ever had, if you were a gay man who'd had sex after 1973. So that's better that it's a year, but it's still not acceptable. 
So right now, if you were in Orlando and um, you know your friend was one of the ones hurt, you could not give blood if you had had sex in the last Unprotected. year. Unprotected. No, sex, sex. Period. It's any sex? If, if you're a gay man and you've had sex, or actually if you're probably if you're straight and you've had male-to-male sex in the last year, you're not allowed so to give blood. So when you male-to-male contact, right. kissing, they don't, they, I kissed you, I can't donate blood? They said sex. So they would Oral ask you sex. if you've had sexual intercourse. Sex? It depends on what you consider um, sexual intercourse. Right. But I would imagine that they would be a little more specific as in anal intercourse. But I know they don't ask whether or not it's protected. And I was going to say part of the reason that I guess this conversation has really come up and a lot of people are talking about is because you had lines of people of gay men who were lined up wanting to, it's the natural reaction, a terrible thing has happened. You right. want to do something, whether it's 9-11 or whether it's the shooting in Orlando, you had lines of gay men who were lined up being turned away. They couldn't give blood? Absolutely. Yes. If they've had sex in the last year, they were turned away. There were some reports to the contrary, but um, the FDA quickly um, cleared that up saying that, no, the rules still exist. Um, and, you know, they would review them uh, sort of as needed, whatever that means. Um, you know, I know that the, the modern um, methods of HIV detection are around nine days. Okay. And so I believe that the way around the one-year waiting period is, is to have a 30-day waiting period or, or a two-week waiting period, for that matter. And what then about, you would allow a lot more What if you have people. a test that had a wrong result? What if that happened? And I don't even know if that even happens. I don't know. But what if you had a positive, I mean, a negative, rather, and it wasn't a negative, it was a positive? Well, that would happen regardless of what your past is. So so my point is that they isolate or they, they segregate okay. um, men who have sex with men or gay men um, specifically. They don't do that for um, heterosexual men or women. If you've had unprotected sex and you're um, a straight man and you've had unprotected sex every day of the last year they will still take you your, still blood. your blood and if i'm a straight man and i've had unprotected anal sex with a woman perhaps that's right i don't get discriminated out i can still give that's right and as we were talking about anal sex is considered a higher risk, risk of transmission fact. absolutely so i, I kind of see that then so if um if somebody if the straight people do it too <laughs> um right. you know they're not discriminated. so it's only a gay man Man-to-man, -man, or even heterosexual, men if you have man-to-man. Man. Man. So man-to-man sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, where do you think, uh, John, is, so we all come together, Worcester's oldest gay bar. Worcester's only surviving gay bar? Is that, That's it's correct. The, it really, yes. really in Worcester, it really it's the is. only one. You'd think somebody's missing out on a market uh, niche, quite frankly. I'm yeah, a little surprised at that. I hear rumors all the time of new, new bars opening, but I haven't seen one yet. So everybody gathers together, gay and straight yeah. on Sunday, shoulder to shoulder. Here it is already in the middle of the week. Where where are we going from here? Yeah. So on, on Sunday, I, I have to say that it was not just the LGBT community, but it was um, friends from all across all demographics, not just gay and straight, but every religion. Um, and in fact, after our vigil, the um, Islam, Islamic Center of Greater Worcester invited us, invited me and the mayor and a, and a couple of other people to come for their vigil, which I thought was very, very nice. Tonight at 7, uh, Wednesday night at 7, I'm not sure when this will air, 
um, there will be a, an interfaith vigil at City Hall, which I think is pretty important for the city to do something, so I think that's nice. And then on Friday, for, for everyone who didn't get a chance to come on Sunday, but also, you know, they may have like a reading of the names and that sort of thing, um, Air Spray, which is a queer dance night at Electric Haze, um, they're going to have a, a vigil as well. So there are those. And then we're also talking about having community discussions about, you know, where do we go from here? What, what, what can we do as a community to make our community safer, but also a better place to live? Tell me more about uh, the vigil with the Islamic Society of Worcester and what was that was like? Because as we've talked about here, there's an outpouring of support for the LGBTQ community. My guess would be that right now, I mean, that's different because what you have right now is an awful lot of Americans who are once again very concerned about who was this terrorist. He swears allegiance to, to Al-Qaeda. During the attack, he's calling up right. and swearing allegiance to Al-Qaeda, to the, to the police department. When you were there with, the, uh, with, with your friends in the Muslim community, their concerns, I would think, were, were probably different that day than, or right now than what yours are. They might be feeling as if, you know, is, is there uh, people who anger coming their way right. as opposed to the support coming your way? Right. Well, they, they know that their faith is um, nonviolent. So if, if you talk to anyone at the Islamic Center, they will all tell you that their faith is nonviolent. And, and the same is true with uh, Baptists and we can talk some about, you know, there were the, a few Baptist preachers' responses uh, as well. But, but basically they were concerned because they've seen when there are terrorist acts in the past, what happens to their community, their community becomes targeted in a way that's really not fair. But um, it, it, that's the way we operate as humans. We, we stereotype. Um, and so they were concerned. Um, they wanted to show support for the LGBT community and to show that they really don't hold that animosity the way that this person did. I find it interesting, uh, too, because this is a group of people, the Muslim community I'm talking about, um, who, you know, are in your shoes a lot where, you know, they're being um, held to a certain uh, point of view. A lot of people right now have the stereotype uh, that theirs is a... Uh, an evil religion that they that most of them want to do harm uh, to us, uh, whereas you guys are held in, in, in a different. Obviously, no one. I don't think anybody thinks homosexuals want to kill a lot of people. Maybe some of them do. I don't know. But <laughs> um, you know. But you're both. D d these are two communities that um, that are looked at a lot different than They're say. They're both feared. That's exactly really the way. To, and that's where I was getting at. There's there's, there's a, a lack of understanding or a lack of but tolerance. Have the fear of a gay terrorist with his assault rifle. No, no, no. They're feared in different ways, yeah. but they're feared. Right, right. And I think that we fear that which we don't know. It, it boggles my mind. I mean, we could talk about uh, whether somebody approves of gay marriage, doesn't approve of gay marriage, approves of the lifestyle, doesn't approve of the lifestyle. I don't see how you cannot have at least some measure of love and compassion when something like this happens, even if you don't agree with the person's lifestyle. Um, that's not the same as saying, well, I hate you. But we hear this, haven't we? We've heard this from some, um, you mentioned it, some Baptist preachers out yeah, there. Yeah. Didn't Pat Robertson say something really disgusting? He, he always does. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I believe somebody said, I've heard, you know, people saying, no, the gay community should be, you know, wiped out or whatever. Yeah. It's I, I, That way of thinking just, um, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about 
whatever group we're talking about, the idea that we would that anyone would espouse uh, getting rid of a group of people um, really terrifies the hell out of me, to be honest with you. Yeah. John, I can give you the last word. We've got just a moment left here. If anybody wants to, to reach out, if anybody, uh, I mean, you know, you, you were able to get a lot of people on, on Sunday, but there's probably a lot of people that have no idea what is happening in yeah. the LGBT community and, and may want to know. What, what's a good way for them to get in touch? So, so the, the best way to know what's going on in the LGBT community is to connect through Worcester Pride, which I was the former president of, and that's WorcesterPride.org. Um, if they want to reach out to me, I'm always happy to respond, and that's john at johnart.com. There you go. Thank you for coming by today. Absolutely. Being Thank private, you. it's Hank and Walter on Worcester. Our podcast comes your way every week, and I'm Hank Stoltz. He's Walter Bird. It is a co-production of Worcester Magazine and News and Talk Radio, AM 830 WCRN.